0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. So I go to see a psychotherapist about once a month, and I ended up seeing him yesterday. In my 20s, I was shut in and socially awkward, and I spent most of my time working and making money, and spent very little time socializing. Yesterday, I was talking to my therapist about the idea of male harems, and how women have more than one man to fulfill a specific function in their lives. To explain it better, I'm putting a link to a video that I did a while back called Women and Their Male Harems, and I'm including that link in the description below, as well as another video produced by Bernard Chapin on the same subject. I've heard women promote this idea of having a harem or gaggle of men to fulfill their needs. One guy to give them sex, another one to provide money, yet another one to act as an emotional tampon, and the fourth to have a pseudo-intellectual or artsy conversation with. And of course, the gay man to come over and prepare their exquisite meals and clean her abode. So I was telling this to my therapist and thought about what a modern-day female harem would look like if it were for a man instead. Would men even need four or five different women to fulfill their daily needs? What would a modern-day female harem look like? The only reason a guy would have women around would probably be for sex, possibly cuddling, or emotional intimacy, and maybe co-parenting. We can have many of our social and intellectual needs met by our own male friends. We can also cook our own food and keep the money in our pockets to ourselves. Co-parenting is also an iffy proposition, because there have been many cases where the courts sided with the mothers and forced the fathers to pay child support because the mothers took the men to court. So co-parenting isn't really a viable option for many men, and it's not a safe one either. With regards to both modern-day male and female harems, you have to look at them as kind of relationship networks. Women use social networking so their relationships with men are being compartmentalized. My therapist told me that many of the women that come to his office to see him say that there are many different guys that they date and they often pick and choose different qualities that they like from different males. But there don't seem to be men out there for them that fulfill all of the qualities they're looking for. So instead of settling for one guy that has half or more of these qualities they're looking for, They instead look for a bunch of guys that satisfy each of their needs fully. Men are only starting to abandon relationships now. And I believe that many of the younger women today abandoned relationships years ago in favor of having many guys in a relationship network to satisfy each role that they need. However, a relationship network filled with women for one individual guy wouldn't seem to work very well. Besides sex and cuddling, what else could women provide that we don't seem to get elsewhere? And even those services can be bought for the right price. This is all about the age-old battle of women giving up their sexuality while men give up their commitment. Women are getting sneaky in their ways to get commitment from men without having to pay men back sexually. For women, they're not going to get a disease from spending a man's money, talking to him, or getting him to come over and make you dinner. Yet they still get the same satisfaction they would if they were in a relationship. Women are tricking men into giving up little tiny pieces of commitment, one at a time. And they don't want to scare men away by trying to get them to commit fully. So instead, they get them to commit by being a friend, a lover, a repairman, an emotional tampon, and everything and anything else that they need. They are getting men to commit to a single role, and not the full package. For men in most cases, it doesn't even seem like a commitment, because it's just being a good friend or lover with no strings attached. But in reality, he's just one piece in her puzzle and he doesn't realize that other men are being used the same way because all of them are out of sight and out of mind. Going your own way should not just be defined by not having long-term and short-term relationships or no relationships at all. Men are still in relationship mode for the most part in our society. And many young women, on the other hand, have given up on relationships a long time ago. If you're a man talking to a woman as a friend or helping her out in some small way, but she isn't helping you back, either emotionally, physically, or sexually, then it maybe is time to stop talking to her. Women often have a need for a certain type of male attention. Just like us, men have our specific needs that we get from women. Increasingly, women are figuring out ways to build decentralized networks of men to fulfill those roles. And women are doing it in very covert ways. Men are overt about wanting sex. Our needs are simple to understand. However, with technology, women are not only accessing larger numbers of men to do their bidding, but it's also increasing the disposability of males. Men that are met online by women have become like napkins or hankies. They are used once or twice and discarded for yet another man. And women don't form emotional attachments because they don't want to get attached to their toaster oven or their lawn chair, which is all that men are these days. Men are there to be used and nothing else in many cases. Men are being dehumanized more than ever. Often we're not looked upon as human beings, but instead as a bundle of skills to be utilized and then discarded. I don't know about you, but this shit is really starting to piss me off. This is the kind of stuff that truly makes me want to become a ghost MGTOW, limiting my interactions completely with women. Even when a woman stops talking to me or shows no interest, she often calls or writes back many months later, asking me for a favor when she's clearly ignored me the entire time. There seem to be large numbers of women coming out of the woodwork that ignored you in the past, but when they need something, they often come running. Unless they pay me for my skills and services, I want nothing to do with them. Maybe men need a website like whatsyourprice.com. Maybe if a woman wants to have a conversation where she dumps her emotional baggage on us, we can charge her 50 bucks for doing that. whatsyourprice.com is a website where men pay women to take them out on dates. In addition to the price of food, women are also making money off of men by dating them. So why shouldn't men make money off of women fixing their computers or listening to them complain all day long? If men aren't getting sex but still listening to women complain about their day, then men need to take themselves away from these situations completely. Women can withhold sex and men can withhold emotional and intellectual intimacy. We can stand back and watch them try to do things for themselves for a change, or just ignore them completely. Paying a woman to take her out on a date and then paying for dinner is the equivalent of a man paying for an escort. The only difference is one service is legally sanctioned by the state in most cases, and the other one is not. If we were to make a website called the Relationship Network, men with certain skills could barter those skills for sex with women. I've been thinking about contacting local escorts and asking to take their pictures for the advertising on their websites in return for the time that I spend with them. My time for theirs. I know a lot of you guys are saying and thinking that it's wrong to pay escorts because it's essentially supporting women. But in the end, if there's a fair exchange in services, I don't see a problem. We could have something like a relationship barter network where certain parts of a relationship experience can be traded for other parts. And everyone would agree ahead of time where the limits were drawn. Of course, you'd probably get your fair share of false rape allegations and people complaining about getting a raw deal. But at the end of the day, at least relationship networks would work more equitably for men. Men could market their skills more favorably instead of giving them away today for the hope of getting sex. What does everyone think about this barter or relationship exchange service? I know it probably won't be considered legal, but if it ever was, would it work? Personally, I think relationship networks or harems only work for women in this day and age because men are still not valuing themselves and their skills or time highly enough. The idea behind relationship networks came from my therapist. Maybe he's onto something. Who knows? But if my therapist says that women are not satisfied with one man, unless he's the complete package, and none of us can individually live up to one woman's expectations, then we need to start thinking differently as well. MGTOW is about looking out for ourselves as number one. Women have been doing that for about 40 to 50 years, out in the open, thanks to feminism. And I'm getting sick and tired of people telling me that MGTOW is just feminism for men. And they're saying that I'm a hypocrite for saying that men are number one for a change instead of women. And it's usually women that are trying to shame me with this type of language, saying that you're just as bad as the feminists you hate. What makes you different from them? Like that's supposed to make me stop hating feminists and start hating myself because I'm just as bad as they are. That's like saying you hate yourself by hating others who hate you. I simply don't buy this argument. Children used to come first in our society. Then women, thanks to feminism, and now men going their own way, come first. We are just catching up to women after 40 to 50 years. Are we not allowed to be equal with them or in our own selfishness? I challenge everyone to go out this week and try to find a woman that can be part of your female harem or relationship network. That Nawalt I've been telling everyone about gives me advice about MGTOW, And she's given me excellent advice about the few dates that I've gone on recently. And she allows me to vent when I get frustrated. And I allow her to vent when she gets frustrated. It's the most fulfilling relationship I've ever had with a woman in my entire life. And I'm not dating her or having sex with her. And she's one of the most influential people in my life. I would consider her part of my relationship network or female harem because she fulfills certain needs that I often have. But in all honesty, she's the only woman that I've ever had a friendship with that was more beneficial to me, or in some cases, mutually beneficial. And the reason she gives me for being the type of person that she is, is because she says her father filled both the male and female roles when she was younger. And she spent many of her years as a kid and a teenager, living alone with her dad, after her parents split for four to five years, and then eventually got back together. So effectively, her father raised her. And that raises the question, how much of the actual female behavior that we see around us each and every single day is nature versus nurture. That might be a good video topic for a future episode. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.